This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI. I'm Alex Smythe. AMI-audio's The Pulse with Joita Gupta has featured interviews with some of the honorees and inductees at this year's Canadian Disability Hall of Fame. Some of the guests include para-athletes Chantal Benoit, Natalie Wilkie, and former para-athlete turned former provincial cabinet minister Michelle Stilwell. Podcast coordinator Ryan Delahanty will share some of those highlights, and he's here now. Hello, Ryan. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. Nice to join you today. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So let's let's get into this, because Juita had an interview first with a wheelchair basketball player, Chantal Benoit, and she is recognized as being the, one of the, if not the greatest female wheelchair basketball player in history. And so she was inducted into the Canadian Disability Hall of Fame. So what stands out to you, Ryan, from this interview with uh, uh, Chantal? Definitely a few things that jumped out. I, I think a lot of people get into parasport almost accidentally. It's not something that maybe they had envisioned for themselves. Uh, they're maybe at the rehab center and somebody sees that they've got some athletic prowess and recommends a sport they never really thought about playing. And then they take to it and it really resonates. They find a community, they enjoy the competition. Uh, and so I think that was, you know, an interesting story. And obviously she was there when there really was a little structure or investment. She had to be part of that movement to really push to get this considered and for Canada to put forward a women's basketball team and they see the incredible result and uh, that really starts to help uh, pave the way so I thought that was really uh, remarkable with her interview yeah absolutely and and to build on that too like uh, as you say it's like when you're you're involved in the Paris sport at such an early uh kind of uh, juncture in its development uh, a, a issue that's been lingering for a long time is the the idea of compensation and in, in pay and so during Juita's interview with uh, Chantal said she asked her about the funding for the Paralympic sports and how it's involved during her time and this is what Chantal had to say the problem I have right now is more that at the national level, uh, international, there's no problem for the money. I think the problem is domestically. Uh, at the at the basis level, this is where we need to put a lot more uh, time and effort to allow the, an organization to be healthy and uh, and provide opportunity for them to grow. And we are in a situation right now that. You do have a, a local team who will have a star athlete, and unfortunately, the star athlete will be taken by the national organization away from the local organization. Would bring the local organization on the bottom again, and I think we should focus a little bit more on this to create a a, a bigger and stronger foundation, and uh, to have at the same time automatically the best national team program. 
So that was uh, one of the the episodes with uh, Chantal Benoit. Another episode, uh, Joita interviewed Michelle Stilwell, who is a six-time gold medalist in wheelchair basketball and athletics. And she made the leap into BC politics in 2013, where she eventually became a provincial cabinet minister. So I'm curious for you, Ryan, having listened to these different episodes, are there any commonalities or, or similar kind of experiences or or um kind of um thoughts that you you kind of pull from the three different interviews that Juita did definitely the the dedication of everybody involved and you know they found the sport that resonated with them and it's not an easy thing especially where you know they're not that well funded and uh you know maybe a lot of your friends or you know schoolmates or whomever aren't that familiar and so it's really done out of passion and i always appreciate you know somebody's motives being uh, that they really believe in something and they see the beauty of it. They see the positive nature of it. And so that's definitely a common thread between all three that they, you know, they found this thing, something that they maybe hadn't sought out, um, that they didn't really picture for themselves, but then, you know, dove in head first and then try to raise everybody else up around them. When you see the impact it's had on you in your life, you can't help but want to share that with others and try and break down those barriers, whether that be the lack of funding, lack of opportunities that, you know, uh, with Michelle, she'd moved to, I think, uh, Vancouver Island and the options were a lot more limited and uh, goes back to the mainland. Somebody sees she's got fast hands. Next thing she knows, she's in wheelchair racing. And, uh, you know, she loses, I think, because she tells a story where her first race, she wasn't that confident, that sure that she wanted to be part of it. And she lost to a nine-year-old boy. And then she was determined to really dig in and win some medals. Um, so that definitely, having lost to many nine-year-old boys, I assume, in my life, uh, that definitely resonated with me as well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And and part of that as well is the fact that, as you say, just that drive, that passion, that determination uh, from just being that athlete, and especially a para-athlete, and, and overcoming that and, and finding success is, is certainly key. And uh, Juita, as part of the conversation, kind of started to ask how her Paralympic uh, journey impacted and played a role in her political career, and this is what she had to say. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think there was certainly... Um... I had some respect within the com the community and, um, you know, I think people listened when I spoke, um, they, they understood I brought a different kind of perspective. And I think that's, what's so important about representation and, you know, making sure that we do have people with disabilities running for office because, you know, it's important that the disability community has that voice and that, um, their voice is heard and it's represented in all levels of government and all levels of policy. And, and so I think really for me, it was being that voice and knowing that I could have that policy influence um, to support the decisions that have impact on people's day-to-day -day lives. And now the final interview that Juita did as part of this series uh, involved Natalie Wilkie, who uh, won the or uh, was awarded the King Clancy Award for raising awareness for people with disabilities in sport. And she is a Canadian Paralympic cross country skier. She was in fact the youngest member of Team Canada at the 2018 Paralympics in Pyeongchang, and she won a gold, silver, and bronze at those games. So, Ryan, from what I understand too. Uh, Natalie didn't even like skiing when she was younger. So what changed with her story? 
That's right. I think she came from a, a skiing family and maybe, you know, it felt pretty commonplace, maybe didn't uh, pique her interest that much. And so she was bribed. Uh, her mother would give her candy, promise her hot chocolate after she finished. So that maybe was enough incentive to, you know, go out, join the family, uh, dive more into uh, skiing. And then even one of the leaders in her youth ski program uh, would b bring some, I think, pretty, pretty good homemade cookies, uh, which again, a nice little incentive, a little treat. Uh, you know, you're you're cold, you're wet, you know, you may want to watch TV. There's a show you haven't seen yet. So sometimes you need that extra motivation. But then she really grew to join the competition. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, people may, you know, see uh, some of these programs as almost like a consolation prize or if it's something that you're maybe not seeking out. And then the whole world opens up to you when you actually see, um, you know, how many opportunities there are, the high level of competition, all the incredible people you'll meet, and just how, you know, fulfilling it can be personally. And, you you know, cross-country skiing with your family, you might not ever envision that you're going to Pyongyang. Uh, but then, you know, you get involved and all of a sudden you're competing across the world. You're the youngest person on Team Canada. And so, you know, it's been quite a journey and she's still very young. So it's uh, exciting to see, you know, where she'll go next with Sport and great to see her getting uh, this more encouragement bribe now with uh, the uh, King Clancy Award. So that'll help, I think, uh, keep her uh, competing and motivated. Yeah, and we have a clip here we'll play very quickly of what she describes as driving her as an athlete. I think the challenge of personal development is what I'm most focused on. I mean, it's one thing to win competitions, but I think it's a whole other ball game to set goals for yourself um, developmentally. Like maybe it's a certain technique that I'm working on, or maybe I just want to ski a race like tactically well. And I have like a plan and a goal that I want to execute. Um, so it's not even just about the results. It's about the specific goal that I have for that race. Um, after each race, I always ask myself like, what went well, what didn't go so well, what could I do next time? And I think that really keeps it interesting and keeps the challenge high. And I mean, every single race is different. There's going to be different people racing. There's going to be different conditions. Um, and certain courses play to other people's strengths or maybe your strengths. And so there's always like something fresh or new or exciting or challenging going on. Well, Ryan, uh, thank you so much for uh, bringing these clips forward. That's all the time we have. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thanks, Alex. Hopefully we'll uh, be able to catch up soon. Absolutely. That was podcast coordinator Ryan Delahanty with some clips from The Pulse with Juwita Gupta, which can be heard Saturdays and Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio. That's all the time for the show. Dave is back tomorrow. So until then, I want to wish you all a good day and thank you for hanging out with me for a few hours to start your Monday. Take care. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.